I will say that every winter season, the children's hospitals worry about RSV. RSV is short for respiratory syncytial virus, and RSV is the virus that causes a disease called bronchiolitis. In older kids, it might cause a cold. In younger kids, certainly in the babies, it can cause some breathing difficulties. And so um, I think folks should use their typical judgment when their kids have the colds, um, you know, when they need to seek care, and then the younger babies, if they start to have any breathing problems, they should certainly use their good judgment on when to seek care. I think what's different about RSV right now um, compared to previous seasons is it's earlier, as your, uh, your introductory comments mentioned, we're seeing peak levels that we typically see in late December or January. We're seeing them now in October. That has us all a little bit anxious about if the numbers continue to rise through the months of December and January, it could be a significant issue. Um, the other thing that's a little bit different is that the kids haven't necessarily been exposed to RSV uh, over the last couple of years in quite the same way. And so not only are we seeing an earlier peak, uh, we're seeing a higher peak, and we're seeing some sicker kids. And every RSV season has some um, some sort of characteristics about it. Sometimes there's lots of sick kids, but they aren't as sick. Sometimes there's fewer kids with disease, but those kids get a lot sicker. I think we're seeing a high volume of RSV disease, so lots of kids are, are symptomatic, and we're seeing lots of sick kids, though. We're seeing a high number of kids that need um, hospitalized, which is, which is, which is uh, typical of some of our, our more severe RSV seasons. Dr. Begum, the, the question is, is why are you seeing the increase? I guess from me outside the lab, I'll let you get into it. Is it because of the masking and the fighting of the pandemic where the antibodies might not be as strong as maybe they have in the past in fighting this virus? Yeah, you know, I, it's probably easy to speculate about whether or not masks mm -hmm. contributed to this or not. I think, I think the reality is that um, RSV doesn't sort of allow a long-term immunity. So if I have RSV this season, I can get RSV next season again. It doesn't, it's different than like say maybe chicken pox or something like that where you get it once and you don't get it again. Um, and so it doesn't have a long-term immunity and nor do we have a vaccine for RSV. So influenza uh, we have a vaccine for and so we can prevent uh, influenza illnesses. There's no vaccine for RSV right now. So, so if I get RSV this season, I can get it again next season. And why is it worse this year? We see cycles. We see years where RSV is bad. We see years where RSV is less bad. And I think it probably just depends on, on a number of features where kids are either more primed to the specific virus um, or whether it just spreads more quickly. And those are, those are just hard to blame solely on a mask. Um, but I do think it's certainly we're in the throes of a bad RSV season. With us is Dr. Michael Bingham, Chief Quality Officer, Akron Children's Hospital. Little education here on this RSV virus. So, so Michael, with that being said, and you mentioned no vaccine, talk about what parents should be on the lookout for, maybe symptoms, and how they should handle this. Yeah, so um, for Older children, RSV can look a lot like a common cold, um, and so it should be treated as a common cold in older children. 
Um, and so those kids should be, they should be kept home from school. If they're severely symptomatic, their fever should be treated. They should stay hydrated and all of those typical cold um, solutions. Um, some kids who have um, a tendency to get a little bit sicker with a cold, maybe kids with asthma, kids with chronic lung disease, those kids can be sicker when they're exposed to RSV, much like they might be when they're exposed to any other virus. And so an older child who has asthma, their asthma might be triggered if they get the RSV virus. And so those kids' asthma needs, uh, needs managed uh, as well, to, so much as they would with any other cold. I think the kids that we worry most about is those kids I'll call them those kids less than two and certainly those kids less than one years of age um, or those kids who have sort of more severe lung problems. Um, those are the kids we worry most about, and those are those kids where the parents just need to make sure that um, uh, that they're washing their hands and doing typical prevention things, but if their child does develop a cold, they should watch really closely for how well those young babies are feeding and staying hydrated and how how much difficulty they're having with their breathing and I think um, I think their pediatricians offices and the um, and those resources are really good if they start to demonstrate any um, difficulties with breathing that's when I think those kids and their parents should uh, should sort of escalate to the next level and seek uh, their medical professionals' input about what to do next. And, Michael, act quickly, right, because with these youngsters, two and younger, that stuff, that fever, those symptoms can come up on them in a hurry. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. RSV is one of these illnesses that has a very predictable pattern. Um, sometimes it starts, it actually almost always starts with some congestion or runny nose, and then over the first couple days, the symptoms usually get a little bit worse. So it wouldn't be unusual at all for the symptoms to begin on day one, the runny nose and congestion to worsen on day two, and then maybe by day three there's some cough and maybe even some difficulty breathing. And so we usually see the peak of those symptoms around day three, four, five of the illness, and then the kids really improve pretty nicely after that. What we don't know is when those kids are in the peak of their symptoms around day three, four, and five, um, are those kids sick enough that they need to be seen by the doctor or not, or uh, hospitalized or not? And, and maybe to sort of maybe just give some quantification around it. Um, uh, last week alone, we had almost 80 kids admitted with RSV uh, in our hospital uh, in the course of a week, which tells you that some of those kids during that three, four, five days of illness where their symptoms are the worst are sick enough to be admitted to the hospital. Well, this is Dr. Michael Bingham, again, Chief Quality Officer of Akron Children's Hospital. Michael, take that to the next step because you mentioned what you're seeing at Akron Children's Hospital, but across the country into that medical arena, what are you seeing with RSV? Very similar stories? Very similar stories. I think what's, uh, we in fact uh, have a group just amongst the children's hospitals in Ohio where we're exchanging some communications last night and this morning, and all of the children's hospitals are facing the same thing. A higher than typical burden of RSV disease, an earlier in the season burden of RSV disease. And it's really, it's really uh, applying a lot of pressure to our inpatient services and even to our emergency department and our primary care offices because there's a demand for kids to be seen and then 
there's only so much capacity to see those kids. And so, so it's, it's uh, all of our peer hospitals are facing the same burden. I think what I'll add, and I think it's really important, I mentioned it earlier, is um, RSV is a problem. But when you add to that influenza and you add to that some of the other viruses, those all compound the pressures on the healthcare system and and um, and our ability to meet the demands of the in the community. And I do think influenza is one of those things that's actually vaccine preventable. And so one of the things we've seen is we've seen a lower uptake in influenza vaccine across our community this year. And I would say if we really want to keep our kids healthy, sure, we want to wash our hands and, and hopefully prevent RSV disease, but influenza disease is one of those really obvious vaccine preventable illnesses that might lessen the overall healthcare burden in our community on kids if we can at least take that out of the equation by getting our kids vaccinated for influenza. And our peer hospitals and nationally, there's a huge uh, volume of influenza disease. I can sort of anticipate that in a month from now or two weeks from now, we might be having the same conversation about how severe the influenza uh, burden is in our community right now. So it's, we're sort of, it's coming down the tracks, the influenza disease. And so I think I would really advocate that we take that out of the equation through vaccine and let us really focus all of our energies around this RSV disease.